Ladies and gentlemen, I know you miss me. This is the Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Red Energy for reliable energy solutions for your home or business. Smoking been around for a long time. Hell of a long time. Uh, I'm not going to get into the history of it all right now, mainly because I don't know all of it, uh, and I find that that's going to be too hard for me to to jump off that cliff. That's true, but uh, the way I look at it is like not a lot of things from the show Deadwood, which mm. was set in the 1800s yeah. of like Wild West America, not a lot of stuff still sticking around from then except... Smoking. Smoking Very still- prominent then. <laughs> and hats. And hats. I mean, hats are different now, but yeah, hats were And big sadly, thing. guns. But still, well, like the cigarettes and the horses. Hats, yeah, horses. Anyway, the point here is Honestly, smoking. Smoking <laughs> is still a thing. And yeah. uh, it's a, it's become, with vaping and everything, more of an uptake in young people for the first time in a very long time, which is troubling health authorities, as it should. Uh, can I just say quickly, I have seen something here that is apparently a way that one health chief has suggested stopping people from smoking that I think, and I'm just speaking personally, if I was a smoker, this would work for me. Okay. The Hong Kong health secretary has suggested that in Hong Kong, people should do this to each other. If they see someone smoking, they should just stare at them. <laughs> like a bit of a public shaming Just a bit of a, like deal. a shun. Yeah, shaming. Shun. Sean. It's not really a shame the non-believer, but... Yeah, yeah, shame the non-believer. Yeah, no, yeah, it was Charlie. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. if anybody knows what that is, congratulations on being over 30 years yes, old. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome. <laughs> I threw that... Well, no, no. Um, yeah, so look, I think that this is uh, very, very... I think it'd be effective, but at the same time... A lot of the time when people are staring at me in public, I try to think... Like, I take a, a very quick... Like almost like a like a check of myself. Like okay. I do like a stations check. I'm like we all good. Fly done up. Fly done up. Wearing pants. Shoelaces up. Uh, yeah. yeah, wearing pants is usually a pretty big. Got one. my hat on. But because I have leather seats, my horse is corralled correctly. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> We're going back to Deadwood again. Is my gun holstered? What's going on? Um, as long as I was like, don't think that of anything immediate. Yeah, I'm like, I'm just gonna have to get on with my day because I can't be. What if seven people were doing it? I guess. What, if, what if you were just standing there having a smoke at the front of a shop and seven people just stopped and stared at you? I probably would. Yeah, if there was like a, if it would have to be like a gang mentality yeah. where if like. Ten people all of a sudden started looking at me. I'd be like, oh, okay. I think I've seen too many movies because the only reason this wouldn't work, it, there would be a sweet spot of numbers. So it'd be maybe three people stopped and looked at me. I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to smoke anymore. Yeah. Everybody's watching what I'm doing. and oh, It's weird. But if it was like ten, I'd freak clean out because yeah. I've seen like The Strangers, The Crazies, like That's all those true. movies where people just turn into like staring zombies that come and try and kill you. I think I would go crazy if it was more than three people staring at me. I think this is a numbers game. So three's fine. Seven is too much. Ten's a too much. Yeah. Fifty. This goes back to being good. Fifty. Because then I, I think you're right. the Truman Show. If I start lighting up a cigarette and fifty people turn and look at me, I uh, I then make that a huge I, a huge deal. I'm certainly not saying smoking's okay. It's not good. Yeah. My granddad died of lung cancer. All that sort of stuff. But one thing I will say is, if I start to smoke and fifty people stop and watch me, yeah. I'm going to feel like James Dean. You'll I'm going to feel, feel like, like Batman. The, yeah, I think it'll be pretty cool. <laughs> Ned, taking a little bit of a look, I, I often find myself wondering. Uh, I obviously know what a Hollywood A-lister is. It's your 
upper echelon of movie stars. So people like Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman. That's so funny. I wrote down two examples of A-listers and Tom Cruise was one of them. Which, who was the other? Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I, I agree. He, yep. mm-hmm. To me, an A-lister is someone that no matter where on planet Earth they go or, honestly, what medium they decide to like dip their toe into, people are going to be like, oh my God. It's like celebrities that... Um, Essentially have hysteria follow them around. I think The Rock would probably become a top podcaster if he tried. So I think 100%. you're right. Whatever medium he tried. He already is a New York Times bestselling author. And he rapped. He but, did. He I did. mean, I feel like we got on board with that yep. as a meme. Yeah, but we at did. the same time, it's I, like... And some, I, think, I think more he... Well, yeah. No, you're right. You're it's about drive. Right. It's about power. Yep. We stay hungry. We devour, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I don't know if it was a good bar, but it I guess you could also was. You could also argue that your welcome is a uh, foray for him into... And There's I would a bit say of rapping in that. He's a far better singer in Moana yeah. than he was in that song, Very in that good. rap song. Um, the Rock, yes. Tom so, Cruise, yes. Yeah. Nicole Kidman, yes. Meryl Streep, yes. All these people are A-listers. They're certified in Hollywood. But I always wondered, what's a B-lister? What's somebody who's really famous but just not that upper echelon? Mm. And I've finally worked out how to tell. Okay. Whether you're named in a photo you're in with an A-lister... Mm is whether or not you're also an A-lister. So if you were standing next to Dwayne The Rock Johnson and you took a photo with them, if they would go Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Ned Brewer yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. or if they would go Dwayne The Rock Johnson and thing we assume is a human. Yep. Yeah, because he doesn't look like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. As a matter of fact, he looks like something that Dwayne The Rock Johnson eats for protein. So yep. uh, we can only assume they're, same, they're a part of the same species. I have the perfect example here, and it's actually from the men's final at Wimbledon. Uh, there's a, obviously a selection of celebrities in a row, yeah. and the news article is about Brad Pitt. So the photo is of Brad Pitt. Cert- Classic A-lister. Certified A-lister. Yeah. He's in Shania Twain songs. He's won an Oscar. Certified A-lister. Yeah. Well, pro- honestly, the A-lister. But next to Brad Pitt mm. is John Hamm. Who plays Don Draper on Mad Men? He's in uh, Bridesmaids. He plays Tina. Uh, no, sorry, uh, Kristen Wiig's like scumbag, like yeah. booty call guy. He's famous. He's proper famous. He's a brilliant actor. He's in Top Gun Maverick. But next to Brad Pitt, he doesn't get a mention. It I, does not say Brad Pitt and John Hamm. It just says Brad Pitt and random handsome man. <laughs> I think that John Hamm is a perfect example mm-hmm. of a B-lister. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think it's not... There's, and I think that we throw around B-lister too much is like it's getting super hard. It's, it's an super incredibly hard to be a B-lister. It's a hard rank to attain. So I think that there's nothing wrong with being a B-lister. I think John Hamm is a perfect example. I had two more examples because I thought we were going to get into them. Mm. You, you let me know if you think these are B-listers. You're not going to like hearing this one, but I think you have to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Bateman. Mm, yeah, good call. Classic yeah, B-lister. Yeah, mm-hmm. And Liv Tyler. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think mm-hmm. she, she was in Armageddon. Yep. She was in Lord of the Rings. She's been in some very big movies. She's done some great stuff. You Is think she an next A-lister? To, next to Brad Pitt... Either one of those don't get a mention. Oh, I reckon. I reckon Liv Tyler might get a mention. But does she get a mention because of like oh the she with Brad Pitt? Yeah, 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 yeah the tabloidy crap. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that's probably why. Yeah, good yeah. point. Yeah. So, but I'm saying that if Liv Tyler was just sitting two seats down from Brad Pitt, mm. 
I don't know if she gets a call out yeah, like good that. Call. Good call. Um, do you know what I know? I've also this this is a foolproof system. If somebody's named in a photo, this is how you work out. I, it's a foolproof system, and the proof is because in between Brad Pitt and John Hamm in this photo is director Guy Ritchie, and oh. I didn't even notice him. In no, the no, 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 I was no. like, oh god, there's John Hamm next yeah. to Brad Pitt, and a random. Oh, that's Guy yeah. Ritchie. So we're going with now. We also know what a C lister is. If it takes you three times to notice someone in a photo, that's C lister. Ned. Taking a little bit of a look at a new way of paying, uh, we've got pay ID, chips, phones, all sorts of things, Apple Watches. Mm. We can pay for things at FBOS terminals in a multitude of different ways at the moment. It's never been easier to pay for stuff. That's true. Um, and right now, Whole Foods and also, in fairness, Amazon have both gone, nah, there's easier ways to pay. I would argue there's really not because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I guess there's easier ways to pay, but like at a certain point, and it is the only problem I have with how easy it's becoming to pay for stuff is that eventually it's becoming too easy that it needs to still be me at the end. Like it can't be easy enough that someone just picks up my phone and they're like, oh my God, I've got access to all of this guy's money. Great. Fantastic. Mm. This is brilliant. See you later. Which I guess it's always going to be kind of pretty yeah, easy to steal your wallet. Or someone steals your checkbook yeah, and they yeah. just write themselves all these checks. I guess it's always been pretty easy, but for me, I feel like it shouldn't be any easier mean. than it currently is. I would say this is actually going to make it harder. In, in exactly what you're saying, this is going to tick a box for you. Because okay. what they're doing now is you literally, at the end of your purchase, just rock up and wave your hand over this little reader thing. Yeah. And, it, and it pays. So it's like a, what, a, ch- it's a chip in your hand. No, nah, no chip in your hand. What do they read? Does your whole palm print at once? Oh, so like it's like a fingerprint style situation. So you just wave your palm, yeah. and it knows the makeup of your palm, and only you. So unless somebody cuts your hand off, yeah, you're not going to be able to have your money stolen. Yeah, so Mission Impossible style, they'll have to do some pretty intense stuff oh, for you to get like a fifty bucks out of your bank account. Committed a way worse crime in order to steal your money. I hate. I don't like this. I really don't like this. Yeah. Why not? Because that's what you have to do if you get in trouble. Like, to apply to become a citizen of another country, mm. you have to show them your entire palm and, like, your yeah. fingertips. And stuff. I don't like my fingertips being used as how I, you like, You don't want buy... Jeffrey Bezos to have your eye print. Well, I don't want to, like, be getting, like, milk, bread, and, I don't know, some cheese or whatever from the groceries. Like, it's the, I don't know. 1910s. Yeah. But I also don't want to have to do the th- same thing I had to do in Spain to live there for two years. I don't want to have to do that to just buy some cheese. I would say if it means I never have to get my wallet out again, I'd go as far as what you said originally. Whack the chip in my hand. I'm happy for that. It can have my Gungal yeah. and Raiders card on it. Yeah. It can have my Everyday Rewards card. It can have my bank card. Yeah. It can have every single card I have in this little chip. I'd be fine with that. I wasn't saying that isn't a term of like, well, that's what we should do. I said that's not what it should be, should it? But oh. I'm, it makes me nervous that your brain was like, that seems like a great idea. No, I actually do think it's a great <laughs> idea. I want my Apple wallet inserted in me biologically yeah. so I never have to remember anything ever again. Yeah, the amount you go to the Raiders Club, that actually probably... It it would, would save be you so much time and them so much plastic of printing me new cards when I lose it. As we get into this, oh no, wrong button, this one. Now the wheels have only come slightly off in the studio this morning, because i got to be clear, Ned's uh, gone to the toilet. <laughs> He's had an epic, an epic disturbance, not with battling time, but with battling his own gastrointestinal system. So it's just me in the studio right now. So wait a minute. I'm going to have to lean across the desk, get this TikTok biscuit myself. Hang on. Oh, here we go. 
Now, look, he's going to come back in at any moment, I would hope. But the way we play the TikTok game is with epicness on our side as we do battle with time this morning. 131060 is the number to call. Julie is on the line from Yes. Julie, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Oh, very good, Julie. You've been waiting patiently on the phone. Oh, Julie, Ned's just returned. Fantastic so sorry, news. He's I'm just so had sorry. a bit of an upset tummy. It's okay. Oh, God. Uh, Julie, you've been waiting patiently, standing by for your chance to tell us what time is on the TikTok biscuit here in the studio this morning. Do you have a feeling? Do you have a vibe? Three o'clock. Three, Three. o'clock. Wow, we You've just straight up gone for it. My God. I will say, nice, clean, tidy. I've also forgotten the time because obviously I went to, uh, went to the toilet and Josh has the biscuit. Three o'clock's a nice, clean-looking time on a clock face. It's 10 to 1. 10 to 1 this morning, Julie, that's unfortunately. Shame, I'm Julie. very, very sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Well, no, it is okay. No, it's because really okay. you are going to win the <laughs> Waxology Jamison Pamper Pack anyway. Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. No, no dramas at thank all. You. They are your experts with the experience, that Pamper Pack going Julie's way this morning. The TikTok game. Look, it's so, honestly, it gets the nerves running so much, Ned had to leave. I did. I had to leave, It upset the tummy. It really, really, really has upset the tummy. Do you like the TikTok biscuits you eat, or do you think that's going to make it worse? No, I think this is good. Bit of sugar, bit of shortbread. It's it's like when you go to the doctors. I had to also wash my hands as well. Oh, good. Yeah, great. I was like, I I know I'm already late, and I, Mm. without, and really without getting too much into it, I've made a mess of this room. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, I'm already late. Let me just clean up around here. (laughs) Let me get it to a state where I wouldn't be fired if someone walked into here. It was so funny because we didn't even I didn't even get a message from Ned going, oh, I'm going to miss the end of this song. So I was like, he's in a bad way. He's in a bad way. I wasn't even on my phone. Yeah, My go. entire attention mm-hmm. was on the one thing. <laughs> I've seen paint thinner that's thicker than oh what Oh, my happened. God. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Why'd I, why'd I delve into this? Why? Why? Don't. No, I was, why? That was very medical no, I apologise, everybody. <laughs> Josh, the top 10 naughtiest breeds of dog have been announced. Thank God. Thank God's right, because yeah, we know. We do know. We actually have official listing. Would you like to... Can I ask quickly, um, and look, people who do surveys should absolutely always ask this, uh, how many people and what was the criteria? Do we know either of those answers? Look, I didn't really go into it no, because I was enough. so stoked on finding the things, but the American Kennel Club has laid bare the most misbehaved canines to cross the across the globe. With some pretty surprising results, is what they oh, said. Some pretty, pretty surprising Which, results. Uh, results with the surprising. May, yeah. may hit you as surprising. Jack Russell in the top five. Jack Russell. It's number six. Yeah, I was going to say, just mm. out of the top five. That was prejudice, but I've never met a well-behaved Jack Russell. Well, yeah, it was prejudice and you were right. Yeah. You were vindicated. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard to say that you that's not correct. Why don't you Do try- either of our breeds of dog rock up in the list? One of our dogs does. It's either you, yours or mine, because both my dogs are the same breed. They're both golden retrievers. I have an American Staffordshire. You have a well, golden retriever. American Staffordshire. Yeah, well, I can say Staffordshire. Well. Staffordshire. Yeah. Yeah, he's a Staffordshire, His see? name's Leonard, and he's yeah. an American Staffordshire. Where in reality, he's his Lenny name's and Lenny, he's Staffy. Yeah, and I don't even know if he's American. He he's just seems a Staffordshire. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just when he barks, he sounds like he's saying yowl more than he's saying yowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yowl, yowl. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Jack Russell's in there. Nah, I would say it's got to be the Golden Retrievers. The Golden Retriever is number 10. Of the (laughs) naughtiest dogs. And it's a little odd because they've offset it by 
Golden Retriever's number 10 and Labrador's number one. Yeah. So it's yeah. like they bookend the 10 naughtiest breeds. They're not breeds. the same dog. No. They just look like it. They Golden look Retriever like. looks like a Labrador with fur. That's pretty much it. Well, heaps more fur. You have got seven out of the 10. You've got the Jack Russell, Golden Retriever, and Labrador Retriever. If you can get two more, I'll be very impressed. Ooh, okay. Bad, badly behaved dogs. Is a Maltese Terrier one of them? Maltese Terrier is not one. Yappy, I think, is different to badly behaved. Okay, yeah. I would, yeah, because like mischievous is what they're talking about. So chewing furniture. Yeah. (laughs) I said mischievous, but devious as well. Chewing furniture, excessive barking. Is a husky one? Husky's not one. Okay, well then I'm not getting this, so why don't you just start rattling some off? Cocker Spaniel? Is number okay, nine? Yeah, okay. Border Collie is number eight. Wow. See, I just think Border Collies are too smart. And, that's why and owners naughty. are lazy, so then they get bored and they do naughty things. And that's probably yeah. the root of all of these, yeah. is that like you just have lazy owners that don't know how to tra- German train Shepherd you. in there? German Shepherd's not in there. Number seven, Dash Hound. Five is King Charles Cavalier. Oh, yeah. They're naughty. Four, Shiba Inu. Oh, yeah. I yep. hear from people... And I don't know anyone who has one, but I hear from people constantly that they are the naughtiest. Shebas. Yeah, yeah. Shebas are the naughtiest, <laughs> rudest dogs that you can yes. own. Uh, three, Corgi. Two, Beagle. Oh, Beagles are adorable. Yeah. And they're a huge pain in the ass because they cry. Yeah. They are very easily bored. They need constant attention. My dad got a beagle yeah. when he was a kid mm-hmm. and he called him Bart the Beagle. And dad said, dead set, not even dog. Dad's like, that is the, sh- it's the stupidest thing <laughs> that was aware it was a thing that I've ever experienced. He's like, it would, I had to drill a, he's like, I had to drill a hole in the back of its kennel and yeah. put its lead through there. So when I would have him outside in the rain, he wouldn't just stand in the rain and go, Aah! he had to go in his kennel. He's yeah. like, I had to lock him in his kennel so he wouldn't just stand there and get a cold ball going, Aah! He's like, I I loved Bart the Beagle and also despised Bart the Beagle. I would say that I, from the stories you've told me, uh, relate most to a Beagle. Yeah. I think I understand I understand what their plight is. Sometimes the world forces you, you can't to even be a Beagle. Yeah. <laughs> In Colorado, the police are having a tough time with three dudes who have sort of gone on a little bit of a stealing spree. Um, so they're obviously trying to catch these guys. Stolen around $400 to $500 worth of something that I think if you realize that this is what they'd so- stolen, you would almost be like, obviously give it back mm. and you're in a lot of trouble. But maybe not as in much trouble as if you were stealing like video games or you okay. were stealing, I don't know, beers or whatever. These three dudes who look like they really are having a hard time of pulling off this crime because there is CCTV footage and they are in no way organised. So it seems like just a grab and dash, mm. a stealing bottles and bottles of bottles of laundry detergent. Okay. 400 to $500 worth of laundry detergent, as a matter of fact. And it looks like they're, they're at a King's Superstore. So and that looks like one of like the dollar stores. Like that's a, where the place to do it is somewhere where there's obviously heaps of it. Exactly, and then you're yeah. trying to make it look like you're, you've not taken any at all. But they sell that like they sell like three liters yeah. of washing detergent for like four dollars. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, so how much is four hundred or five hundred dollars worth of laundry detergent? It's not one of those crimes that you see about where somebody steals six iPhones and they've stolen six grand no. worth of stuff in one tiny little swoop. No, um, yeah, no. This this you have to sell a lot of that to make <laughs> it worth it. It's like a pool's worth of laundry detergent. I think that these guys should be given a little bit of a break because 
If you're stealing Because you support crime? Yeah, because I'm because I am a hundred percent on the side of crime. Disgraceful. <laughs> As someone who's had my apartment broken into, no. I've got to say I love it. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is that I think that they should be given accommodations just because if you're stealing laundry detergent, chances are you're gonna use it. And if you're like if you're grand heist at the end of it, like the Ocean's Eleven, they weren't at the end of it like Everyone, you carry your queen, uh, your queen sheet beds. Like, yep. let's get away. Look at the, the so loot true. we've had. Yeah, you are probably going for the rest of your day to do a hell of a lot of laundry. If you're stealing four hundred, five hundred dollars worth of it, I think that the police should go. Like, what did you do with this afterwards? That so we did chores. Yeah, if they sold like black market laundry detergent, then yeah. no, you just go. You pay all it's the fines. It's huge. But if it's like we used it to wash clothes. Yeah. You're saying that their reward for their heist was chores. The chores, like at yeah. the end of the I day. They, yep. All they did was steal and have to do mm-hmm. more chores. Yeah. And so I think that small accommodations should be made for these guys. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Because if you've ever sat next to someone on public transport who kind of stinks, yeah. you're like, yeah, no, give them free laundry detergent. Turn these guys 100% into percent agree. Yeah, they're like Robin Hood of laundry. <laughs> I love it. Today is a big day. Obviously, kids going back to school, but uh, it is nearly the dead middle of winter. Yeah. I think yesterday was actually the middle of winter. So, Well, the solstice day isn't like the middle no. of winter. It's just the coldest day of the year. Or the, the shortest. shortest day of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this yesterday, I'm pretty sure, I think I saw Andrew Barr posted on his Instagram, it is literally the middle of winter. Mm. So statistically, we're in the middle of it, guys. There's still, as much as is gone, is still to come. Yep. So know that, get into it. But at least it's like on the upswing yep. now. Because like, we're in the pit of it. That means, I'm guessing, if we're in the middle of winter, we're in the very pits of it right now. We're going to come out of the other side into spring. We're going up now. And for those of us who get hay fever quite badly, just a timely reminder, this is the worst city in Australia for hay fever. So Mm. if you've just moved here and you're like, oh my God, what's this winter all about? And you get hay fever badly, get ready for spring because you really, your only reprieve is the dead of summer. Yeah. (laughs) You'd be like, oh God, I'm far away from winter and I'm far away from pollen. I guess, yeah, you get the, the, your sweet period is like the time of summer going into autumn. Yeah. Like halfway in summer to halfway in autumn. That's yeah. your like a real February. Yeah. It's like your Christmas period, Good even though point. it's yeah, like February to Uh or at least so I thought until Saturday when I started to feel like I was having near on a hay fever attack at certain points during the day. I've come into work today thinking I was a bit insane. Maybe I just there was something in my car, some dust or something. Uh no. Bad pollen day on Saturday. Yeah. Middle of winter. Middle of winter, bad pollen day, cypress trees are to blame, apparently. Okay, cypress trees. I was gonna say, do we ever have any indication or did someone just like come into work, a lab technician came into work on Saturday morning and was just like, My God, these numbers are off the charts. Cypress this is trees. crazy. I would love to go back, uh, and I mean for a multitude of reasons, and slap whichever person planted those cypress trees like a hundred years ago. Yeah. Like, for God's sake. We didn't need them. We didn't need them here. Well, and now incest- I now I'm breathing in a bit of cypress and I don't like it. I don't need it. It's also very confusing. Because I'm pretty sure your ancestry is from where Cyprus is from, like these trees that they've brought. So it's like, why are you not having like, you don't even can't handle it. They're not even genetically nah. cutting your brain. Nah, nah, You're just not <laughs> able to handle it. And you've had an awful time your entire lineage. The great news for me here is that you said that your girlfriend Sam also had a little bit of an issue. With she was pollen. itchy. Yeah. She was very itchy. But so we stayed inside for a lot of the day. And then I also was like, man, it also could be because well, I don't want to get into this, but it also could be because I haven't washed my sheets since Gross. I got home. Yep. Yeah, please. Um, can I just quickly? <laughs> yeah. You don't have um a real aversion to hay fever. No, um, I sometimes get itchy eyes but I usually get over it. 
you don't have a ton of sympathy towards me and you've often mocked other hay fever sufferers on this show as it's not... You've verged on saying it's not a real thing. Mm. If your girlfriend is also getting it... Because you actually haven't had a spring with your girlfriend yet. Does she get hay fever quite badly? I have no idea. She was very itchy on Will there be more sympathy if she does? Um, Will I expect to see just some some adjacent sympathy? So you'll have to show her sympathy and then maybe some of it will rub off on me. If you would like to start to take on the kind of tasks that she does, sure, I'll give you as much sympathy if you would like. Yeah, I think that would make me feel more sick than the, than the hay fever could then, ever. Yeah. Uh, we'll leave it as it is yeah, there, right, I guess. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Producer Mike's with us. How are you? Good, boys. How are we? Yeah, good, very, thank you. very well. Now, I have a bizarre question slash thinking exercise for all of us. I was driving around Love yesterday thinking exercise. Um, listening to some music, and while I was doing that, a song came on that I'm very, very big fan of. Um, it was Rage Against the Machines, Bulls on Parade. Mm. Should have been, no, been number one. Yeah, I, I, haven't, I won't say anything other I than that. Checked. <laughs> I haven't checked. I didn't vote, but I didn't check. If yeah, that no, wasn't number it one. It wasn't number one. Yeah. It was number two. Yeah. Anyway, who knows, what we're talk- who, knows what, yeah. who knows what we're talking about? <laughs> who the hell about? are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I was listening to this, and I didn't even know that it ended yesterday. Maybe I was listening to this out of solidarity. But while I was listening to this, I was like, this has got to probably be one of the, big, one of the coolest songs yeah. to exist. It sounds cool. It's got a great riff. That it's is brilliant. It's a brilliant beginning, middle and end. It's so heavy. It's so angry. It's really, really cool. But then I started thinking, like, how much of that do you think is because the name Bulls on Parade and also, by the way, the name Rage Against the Machine. Great names. Is one of the coolest band names to ever exist. But I also would like to put forward Bulls on Parade as one of the coolest song names to exist. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Bulls on Parade is a cool name for a song. Which led me down this path. What's the coolest song name? Oh, I love it. Not the song. Mm. Not the song at all. Okay, so we can devoid the song. It's just the name. Remove the song. For example, I'll give you a good example of remove the song completely and it's just the name. Coco Jumbo by Mr. President. That's a great name is a for a song. Yeah, that is quite right. Coco. You're quite yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Coco Jumbo. Would you like me to give you more examples? Because I've I been think thinking about this since my, yesterday. Get my brain going okay. with some of the examples, and I'm because I've got one in mind right now, and I'm just hoping you won't take my. Example. Okay, this is yeah. good because I have like what I think might be might dethrone Bulls on Parade as my best okay. one, but the Pursuit of Happiness by Kid Cudi. Good I think so. yeah, yeah, that's a good Happiness title. Is a good title. The mess- we, are we are we counting things that are references to something else? Maybe. You know, because Pursuit of Happiness is like, like in the, the Declaration of Independence yeah. type thing, isn't it? Or the Bill I of Rights. I don't know, one of them. It makes, it gets Because I it, write Sins Not Tragedies is a great name for a song, but it's I think it's also a, a reference to like a literary thing. It's like a like out of a story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, so the other one I had was The Message by Grandmaster Flash. I like okay. I like. Right. I guess mm-hmm. it's not as good as the other ones, but The I, Prayer? The, the Message. <laughs> <laughs> I think all the thus fall into the same category. It's the true. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's true. Michael, you seem like you've hit something. Uh, I have two that spring. Don't just say Padam Padam. Mm. I mean, it is it is a great name for a song, it and is, it is a great song. Yeah. It's a Padamic. We've been through this. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I have two that aren't both aren't Kylie Minogue. Yeah, you believe? Can't believe it. I know. Um, first one, one that immediately sprung to mind was Zombie. Um, oh, the, the, the cranberries. cranberries. By the cranberries, okay. yeah. The one word title, yeah. I like it. But then the other one that sprung to mind of like a cool title for a song. Murder on the dance floor. Oh, that's a good that one. That is yeah. good. That's a very good yeah, one. Yeah, that is good. I tell you what, mine is. Yeah, I really love the song title. You 
I knew you were trouble. I knew you were trouble. Yeah, I like I mean, it. I guess. No? No, we're going with a no. This is the first no. I, oh, okay. I, I like yeah. that you like it. I do. I like I knew you <laughs> were But the trouble. other examples I have are like Life on Mars, question mark, by David Bowie. I Great. like the question mark. The one that I'm this most, well, whole Another lot. Brick in the Wall. That's a very That's good one. That's a good title. Whole Lot of Love, similarly, by Led Zeppelin. Whole I know Lot what, of Love. But... I know what my favourite is. Okay, so I, I, the only one I haven't said left is the one I think is the best one, but... Do you have a one final one, Michael? Because we can oh, all end gosh. on our final one. Our final our final contender. You go first, because so far I've not been happy with yours. <laughs> For whom the bell tolls. That's probably it. That's got to hop, probably be it. Is that oh. the one you had as your top one? No, I had When Doves Cry. Nah, I, for whom the bell tolls <laughs> yeah, is better. That is dead. way better. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Okay. Honestly, right. any Metallica song <laughs> could probably for be whom it. The, it's a <laughs> champion, champion effort there. <laughs> I did something over the weekend that's given me a business idea, and I would like to explain to you what it is. Sure. Okay. Hit me with it. Went to the National Zoo and Aquarium. Uh, Very lucky. I've been trying to take Sam there for a little bit. Yeah, well, you can. I mean, you just buy a ticket and you walk in. It's We have very busy schedules. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unlike you, who only have two kids under 10 to look after. <laughs> I actually have a lot on my plate, so <laughs> whatever. What did you? You had a fun day at the zoo? We let's, did have a fun day at the zoo. Let's get into that. It sounds but like I, so much fun. I've been to the National Zoo and Aquarium a multitude of times, yes. so much so that I'm a Fonz. What? I'm a friend of the National Zoo and Aquarium. Oh. You can buy the membership and get the ticket, the whole thing. So I thought they started just calling you Henry when you yeah, walked nah, in nah, there. Nah. Hey, hey, it's the Winkler. Hey. <laughs> no, I'm a Fonz. Okay. Um, and we're all Fonzes, uh, the family. So we're all in there. And a, just, family uh, a family of Fonzes. A family of Fonzes. The Fonz fam. The Fonz And we are in there having a look at all the zoo things, the animals, the enclosures. The You're z- using the zoo as it's intended. The zoo-ery of, the, of it all. and Not menagerie? <laughs> sure. <laughs> zoo-ery? Sure. Fine. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, we're going through the zoo and the kids are loving it it's all yep great and i actually my mind started wondering not because i've i'm bored but because i've been to the zoo a number of times so you know I, started, the zoo. I was looking around the zoo and i was thinking to myself this is because it's coming up to like 25 years of being a zoo and it's the 25th anniversary very very impressive and i was thinking this is great i think there's money to be made here of course it's all what the zoo's about. doing that already obviously they raise money and conservation all that but here's the thing I think there's money to be made in a very specific way mm. that they're not tapping into right now. Mm. They've obviously got Jamala, but I think if they cleared out one of the enclosures, they could offer like a boutique camping experience. Yeah. So like you could be safe, but you would it would be like being in the jungle. You could be you could Yeah. There are people out there mm-hmm. that would pay money for this. Because when you go camping now, you have to go for like a big drive. You have to go into the national park, you have to whatever. If you could just drive to the National Zoo and Aquarium, mm-hmm. pitch a tent mm-hmm. and just pretend you're in the jungle mm-hmm. and you could hear like monkeys, you could hear lions, mm-hmm. you could hear, like all of the sounds and ambience would be yeah, there. Ambience, yeah. And then if you get the right enclosure too, there'd be trees, maybe a bit of running water. It It'd be like you were camping, but you're still technically in Canberra. You don't have to drive anywhere. I do like I like the business idea because I do think it's a good business model. I just think that you are setting your audience. It's such a narrow audience because you're like putting your mind into the mind of a, a camper. camper. Yeah, like the drive is sometimes what they love the most, oh, and like getting yeah. out into the wilderness. Mm-hmm. So you have to find someone who thinks of camping as an annoyance, but still would yeah. like to do it in a place where people are walking past them. There constantly. are, there are. The, I'm yeah, sure there would be people really there. Think about the fact you'd also technically be on. I'm you'd not be saying in, you'd be in an enclosure. You'd be on display. Yeah, it exactly. Would be, you yeah. would be on display a little bit. But I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm just saying that you would have to like. 
The first people to do it would have to be very brave and also very weird because they were like, look, I do want to go camping. I also just don't want to... I don't want to take in the beauty of nature while I go camping. I've eaten eaten at the restaurant at the zoo and I would love that food brought to me while camping. So I think that's what I'm offering. I'm offering a boutique camping experience. So what we're slowly realising is this, that might be a service that's just for you. You (laughs) You're infatuated with hotels and zoos and would like to combine those. Let's combine the two. They've already done it. By the way, they've done it. That was the Ned and Josh podcast. Podcast. Red Energy for reliable energy solutions for your home or business. Canvas Hit 104.7.